Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We're going to be dealing with this subject of uh, being debt free. Uh, some things are happening. Yes. Something God's moving. Um, and we're believing God even in this ministry <clears throat> on December 31st is going to be a great day for this ministry. We're going we're gonna to come out of debt as a ministry. Amen. God, God pushed me to do something I don't, I don't particularly care to do. You know, God will make you do some stuff you're not comfortable with. I, and I had to come out of my comfort zone. Um, and I, to challenge the church uh, to believe him uh, for a, a supernatural seed for December the 31st. Uh, so I, I, I released that. And I said, well, God is challenging us to all of us, every individual to uh, believe him for a supernatural seed. And when I initially said it, I said, I'm not going to tell you what that seed is. Uh, then the Lord says, yes, you are. I said, oh. He says, challenge them to believe me for $1,000. Every individual, $1,000. And uh, this is going to be a history-making day uh, for this ministry. So let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened, and I'm going to get into my message. Um, I had a brother in church that day that came to me after service and said, Pastor, I have $1,000 that I want to give, and I can't wait till December 31st because I don't trust me. <laughs> and he gave it then. I came here this morning, and one of the ministers said, I need to talk to you. And she brought me to the office. She says, a young man that's not even a member of this church, he gave me $1,000 to give to you Come for on. December 31st. Come on. If you have the faith, God's got the power. Lord, I, boy, that, that, I, I felt that. I felt that. If you, if you have the faith, God's got the power. Uh, so, so today, as we focus, as we're focused on debt-free living, uh, we're going to deal with the law of faith today. I want you to, uh, I want you to look at Romans chapter three and verse number twenty-seven. Romans chapter three. And verse number 27. It says, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. The law of faith. Now, the law of faith is an absolute rule or formula or plan or a principle by which Conduct is governed. The law of faith, listen to this. This is going to be very crucial today. The law of faith overrules natural laws and human limitations. The law of faith overrules natural laws and human limitations. Now, today, I want to develop that truth, and it's very critical. God is not subject to the laws of nature. Come on, say that. Say, God is not subject, is not subject to, the to the laws of nature. And 
Now, this is going to be what we're going to really deal with today. God's not subject to the laws of nature. Now, it's important that you really get this because there's going to be times when you're going to get reports that's unfavorable. And there's going to be times that you're going to get news that you don't like and it's not favorable to you. And in those times, you need to know that God is not subject to the laws of nature or natural laws. Hallelujah to God. Now, if you really get what I'm going to teach you today, even in those times when you get reports that are unfavorable, you're going to have an expectation that's going to turn things around. How many here today have gotten some type of reports that's unfavorable? Maybe this week you've gotten some reports that's not favorable. Well, I want you to know that God is able to turn it around. Now, now listen to this. This, this physical, physical world that we live in is governed by specific laws of nature. Uh, there's a law of biogenesis uh, or the law of life. It simply states that the organisms reproduce other organisms after their kind. Uh, in, in Genesis 1 and 24, it says that God created great wells and every creature after their kind. Genesis 1 and 25 says God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and every winged fowl after his kind. That's the law of biogenesis. And then there's a law of physics. It deals with matter and it deals with energy and it deals with how the universe operates. And then there's a law of uh, genetics, which describes how traits are passed down from one generation to another generation. This is like, you know, when you go to the doctor, they ask you about the health of your parents because they feel like whatever was on them is going to be on you. But God is not limited to the laws of nature. And there's a number of different laws that's governed, that governs this physical world. Now, the laws of nature basically states that all things being equal, this is what should happen or this is what will happen. But God is not subject to the laws of nature and God is not subject. I'm going to keep saying that because I want you to really get that. God is not subject to natural laws. Um, so now with that in mind, I want you to turn to Mark 10 and 27. Listen to what it says here. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Hey, can we read that together? Because I, 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 your, your mouth is closer to your ears than mine. So I, I want you to really get this in your spirit. Come on, let, let's together, one, two, three, let's read. And Jesus, looking upon them, said... With men, it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things. All things. All things. All things are possible. So with men, there are some things that's impossible. Now, that word with means alongside of or connected to. So when you are connected to men, there will be some things in life that's impossible because men have limits and men have stopping points. But the text goes on to say with God, 
all things are possible. So when I'm connected to God, the things that would be impossible now become possible because God has no limits and God has no stopping points. And because I'm connected to God, I have no limits and I have no stopping points. Let me, let me hear you say no limits. No limits. Almost asked you to say I'm a no limit soldier. But anyway, God is not, God is not subject to the laws of nature, God is not subject to natural laws. Now, when you really think about this, it changes who you're seeking. See, some of us spend a lifetime trying to get close to certain people, kissing up, trying to gain favor with men, but you're seeking someone who has limits and stopping points, meaning they're going to go so far and no longer are they going to go with you. But God has no limits. God has no stopping points. He says, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. So, now, I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. I'm, I don't want you to hear me say that you don't need people. Because we need each other. But don't put people in God's place. And don't expect out of people that which can only come from God. See, a lot of times we expect out of people something that only God, oh God, only God can give us. See, you're looking for a man to make you happy. God's the only one that can make you happy. You're looking for a man to give you joy. God's the only one. Oh God, do I want to go there? Yeah, listen, everybody wants somebody. But don't wait until you find that person to be happy. You need to be happy now. You need to be happy before you find the person. Because if you don't, if you're not happy now and you find another unhappy person, it's going to just be two miserable people. You you need to be tested. You need to be happy right now. And see, you're expecting something from a person that only God... See, God's the only one that can give you real joy. That's not my message, but I just needed to... I needed to I need to just throw that in there. So, you ought to be seeking God first. You ought to be seeking God first. So, there are some things in life that are impossible for men to accomplish. But if we join ourselves to God, those impossible things become possible for us. Now, in the Bible, there are many times where you find God intervening against natural laws on the behalf of men. And I, I have an example of that today, uh, but I want to I show you something first. I want to I I build my case. I want to show you something in Genesis. As a matter of fact, you can start turning to Genesis chapter 1, uh, verses 14 through 18. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 18, we're going to find the law of planetary motion. Uh, this law describes the motion of the planets around the sun. Genesis chapter, Genesis is the first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, uh, verses 14 through 18. And God says, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let there and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of, 
the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He, he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Now, God didn't just create the sun and the moon, but he, he, he also established the law of planetary uh, motion to keep what he made operating perfectly. So the Bible talks about the sun, that's the light that rules the day in the 16th verse, and the sun is a star. Uh, and let me give you, uh, can I just give you a brief science lesson? Can we go to school just for a second? Welcome to my class. <laughs> the sun is the center of our solar system. Uh, the primary purpose of the sun is to produce light and heat. And then God created the moon. That's the light that rules over the night right there in verse 16. The moon is a satellite of our planet. The moon rotates around the earth and it reflects light from the sun. Now, the earth spins on an axis and it revolves around the sun. Y'all keeping up with me? So the earth is constantly moving. We're sitting in this church right now, but we're moving. Hold on, hold on, because we're, we're moving. Uh, so actually, when we say that the sun sets and the sun rises, it's not the sun moving, it's the earth revolving around the sun. The law of planetary motion was, was established so we would have order, predictability, and balance. Now, when you look at this, you can see the greatness of our God. Now, I want you to listen to this statement. God is not subject to natural laws. And not only that, he can alter, suspend, set aside, and interfere with natural laws in order to establish his promise in your life. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. God is not subject to natural laws. And not only that, But God can alter, suspend, set aside, and interfere with natural laws in order to establish his promise in your life. Now, with that in mind, I want to show you what I'm talking about. I want to show you a promise that God gave to Joshua. As a matter of fact, you can start turning to Joshua chapter 10 and verse number 8. But before we read it, I want to bring you to speed on what's happening. The, the Israelites were possessing the land. They had taken Jericho and they had taken Ai. Chapter 10, verse 8. Joshua chapter 10, verse 8. And then these five kings got together and came against Gibeon. Now Gibeon was an ally of the children of Israel and Joshua. Gibeon called for Joshua. Joshua and his warriors left Gilgal and they went to fight for Gibeon and God gave Joshua a promise and let's look at that in Joshua chapter 10 verse number 8 Joshua 10 and 8 and let's look at what God tells him and the Lord said unto Joshua fear them not for I have delivered them into thine hand 
There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Now, I want you to notice that God gave Joshua a promise and, and faith begins where the will of God is known. In other words, if you don't have what God says, you, can't, you really can't have faith for it. So once you get God's promise, then you can put your faith on it. Second thing I want you to notice in this verse is the promises in the past tense. It says, fear not, for I have delivered them into your hand. There shall not be a man of them that shall stand. You know what that says? It says that God sees the end from the beginning. Oh, you got to get that. You got to see. He says, I have delivered. And that's a word for some of us. See, you're worried about what's going to happen. And, and, and you know why you're worried about what's going to happen? It's because you're in time. But God is outside of time. God sees the past, the present, and the future at the same time. So while you're worried about what's going to happen, God's not worried because he sees where you're on your way to. <laughs> you, you're concerned because all of your attention is where you are. And see, I'm going to tell you what happens with us. We get so engrossed and we get so disturbed about what's happening right now, we get out of faith. But oh, if you could only see the plan that God has for you. He, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Jireh. He sees ahead of time and he's already made the provision. See, but the devil wants you caught up into what's going on right now so you can't see where you're on your way to. And sometimes some, God has to push us. And we're complaining about the push. Oh, well, I got to deal with this. I, I'm a seed sower. I'm a tither. I'm always praying. And I'm always going to church. And look what I'm dealing with. And you're so engrossed in what you're dealing with, you don't have time to look up and see where you're going. God says, I have made a plan for you. Have you ever, have you ever cried about something? And, and you're like, why am I going through this? And when you found out, when you got on the other end of that thing, God was blessing you? Because God sees ahead of time and makes, all you have to do is hold on to the promise. Oh, Lord. Whatever. That was enough right there to go home. You ought to be able to go home from there. So, 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 did we read? I forgot where we are here. So, so we read the promise, didn't we? God gave Joshua a promise. Faith begins where the will of God is known. It says, fear not, I have delivered. Now, So God tells us how it's going to turn out even though we've got to go through some things. Even though you're going through it, God tells you how it's going to turn out. So before you actually enter the war, God has already given them a promise. Now I want you to look at verses 9 through 11. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomforted them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gideon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horam and smote the, we, we ain't fighting with these words, Azekah and, 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 and Macada, Macadamian nuts. Uh, uh, and, it came, and, it pass, and it came to pass, and it came to pass, uh, as they fled from before Israel, listen to this, and were in the going down of Beth Horam, 
that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ezekiel, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with a sword. Do you see that? I want you to get this picture. God's people are at war, and hailstones came and killed the enemy, but it didn't touch God's people. Now, normally, when hell falls, it hits everything or whatever is in its path. But when God has given you his word, he'll change the way things normally happen. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get somebody here to hear what I'm saying. Tell, I, I said when God has given you a word, he'll change the way things normally happen. Tell somebody, sometimes I can be a little abnormal. Which means I can deviate from what the norm is or the average. So hailstones killed the enemy but didn't touch God's people. And we have some promises from God and there are going to be times that things will affect this world but it won't touch God's children. That's why, that's why I don't get upset with the news. Because it may look rough in this world but that's not my news. <laughs> stay in faith, stay in faith. Now look at verses 12 and 14. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, look, listen, to what, listen to what Joshua says. Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasha? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hath not gone down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. God can alter suspend, set aside, and interfere with natural laws in order to establish his promise in our lives. Now, when scientists read this, they say that this can't be real because the sun doesn't rotate like that. But God is dealing from Joshua's perspective. See, Joshua is just like us. He thinks that the sun goes up and the sun goes down. And, you know, Joshua needed some more time. He needed some more daylight. He needed some daylight savings time. And so, so he, he's winning a battle, but he just needs some more daylight. And he's saying, God, if I can get just a little bit more daylight, I can wipe these people out. Joshua was not a scientist. All he knew was, I need some more daylight. So he says, he says, Son, stay right there where you are. And he says, moon, don't you move either. And because God understood the spirit of the request, God stopped the earth from moving. The earth is going around the sun. Joshua says, I need some more daylight. He doesn't know. He's not a scientist. All he knows is that the sun rises and the sun falls. So he tells the sun, stop. Stop! (laughs) 
And God, and God says, all right, my son needs some more, some more light. So God stopped the earth. He stopped the moon from rotating and gave this boy another 12 to 24 hours so he can wipe the enemy out. God will intervene. God will interfere with natural laws in order to establish his promise. God said in verse 8, I have already delivered them into thine hand and no man will be able to stand against you. Whenever natural laws contradicts God's word, then God will alter, suspend, set aside and interfere to make sure that his word comes to pass in your life. See, you've got to put your faith on that. No matter what it looks like, you got to know that God will alter things just for you. What normally happens is not my concern. See, see when I get a promise from God, I know that he's going to do whatever he needs to do to get it to me. He will alter. He will suspend. He will set aside and interfere with what's normal to make sure that his word comes to pass in my life. So if God can stop the earth from moving, you know he can handle my little bills. If God can stop the earth from moving, you know he can handle that little sickness. He'll suspend. I ain't got time to be worried about how he's going to do it. And see, that's, that's been our problem since I've been teaching this series uh, on being debt free. We've been trying to figure out how God's going to do it. That's not your business. You just got to believe God for his word. Don't say, listen, God gave us an example in the beginning of this series. People got $900,000 wiped out. How he's going to do it ain't my business. He'll stop the earth just for me. Oh, 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 y'all been here. And I'm so tired of hearing Pastor talk about being debt free. You know, I make this little money. My bill's up here, my money down here. You know, I got, I got more month than money. How's he going to do it? Ain't your business. That ain't, that ain't, that's, that's, not, that's not what you should be focused on. You got to focus on his promises and focus on his word. I can't, I can't figure out how we, I don't know how we're going to build a dome, but I know it's going to be built. Dead free. I was just in one a couple months ago. They built five or six domes. They left a church like this and went and built a dome down the road. Dead free. Now somebody said, somebody said, what they need a dome for? They, they're doing good in that building. Same what God said. See, your good ain't God's good. You can't, you don't see the plan that God has. You don't see the plan that God, we, see, we, we, we can't, we can't fit over 3,000 people in here. Come on, man. At one time. 
We can't do everything that we need to do in here. We don't have enough room to build a gym. We don't have enough room for the seniors' high-rise uh, uh, living quarters. We don't, yeah. we don't have enough room yeah. for all that yeah. here. So God's moving us. Yeah. Why he's doing it, how he's going to do it, is not my business. But he's Jehovah Jireh. How he's going to pay your, your bills off? I don't know. But I know they're going to be paid off if you believe. If you don't get stuck in these satanic contradictions. What you say? That's a you don't get stuck. Wow. See what happens. What happens is when we get in faith on something, Satan throws his contradictions that go totally against what we're believing for. So you'll start seeing something that contradicts what you're believing God for because Satan wants to get you out of faith. He knows that if you just hold on and if you just stay in faith, victory already belongs to you. But you can't get caught up in the contradiction. I'm believing to be debt free. It look like they they finding me from bills from ten years ago. <laughs> I'm believing for healing in my body. It looks like I, I wake up the next morning with more pains than ever. But that's a satanic contradiction. That's a satanic contradiction. Whatever you believe in God for, that's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. And we're always being tested. I was in the mall the other day. I've been, I, I, I've had a, a, a series on the radio talking about the love of God. I'm in the mall the other day. I'm walking out. And uh, I hold the door open. There's some guys walking behind me. And they're coming through, so I don't want the door to, to slam in their face. So I hold the door. And they're having a conversation. They walk through the door and don't say nothing. I said, you're welcome. Uh, one of the guys said, yeah, all right, thank you. The other little guy looked like he wanted to jump on me. I had to I had to push down my holly grove. <laughs> I'm, I'm just that second. That quick second, I was ready to lose my whole series of teaching. The preacher. The good reverend. <laughs> Getting ready to Put these paws on somebody <laughs> at Lakeside Mall. <laughs> so there's always a test. With everything. With everything. But you got to know that God will do whatever he's got to do to get his promise to you. If you got a promise of God, you put your faith on that. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. And don't be moved by how you feel. 
You just stand on God's word. Listen, let me, let me share this with you. A young man was cutting my hair yesterday. And we were talking about faith. And he heard me, he heard that I was, he's not a member of the church, that I was doing a, a series on, on debt free. And he said, I need that. I got some things going on in my life. And I started ministering to him. While I'm talking to him, he gets a text message. Somebody texts a scripture to him while I'm talking to him. So God was confirming his word. Let, let, let me read the scripture that was sent to him. Uh, Psalms 81 and 10 says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. Listen, to what it, then there's a little message that came with it. It says negative thinking is like closing your mouth. A closed mouth can't be filled. But Jesus is saying today, why don't you take the limits off? Why don't you trust and believe for supernatural opportunities? That little bird waiting for food isn't concerned about where the mother's going to get it from. It isn't concerned about how she's going to get it, how she's going to dig it up. No, that bird just opens its mouth trusting and waiting. Why don't you do the same thing today? The little bird, the little bird ain't worrying about where the food's going to come from. The little bird ain't worried about how mama's going to do it, how mama bird's going to bring. The little bird just sits around with his mouth open, waiting to be filled. So if a bird can depend on a mama bird, how about us depending on a God that can stop the world? Just for me. If we just believe and stay in faith. Yes, sir. We're gonna see some crazy stuff happen. Come on. My 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 younger brother called me up yesterday, and he was just talking, and just talking, and just talking. My little brother can talk, and he said something, and I kind of just blew him off. And after I hung up, the Lord chastised me. Come on. He says, "Man, woo, it's gonna be awesome for the whole church to be debt free." And then after everybody in there is dead free, then it's going to be nice because we're going to have so much money in the church that other people that come in, we're going to be able to just pay their debts off. Come on, what do you say? And I, I said, uh, all right, man, I'm going to holler at you. <laughs> then I got off the phone, and the Lord says, don't take that lightly. Come on. Yeah. We're going to have so much money that we'll be able to have people, and we'll be paying their debts off. Hey, we'll be the ministry that has no debts. The people won't have any debts. And then when people come join, we're going to tell them, you can't be around here with no debt. Now, what you owe? Now, you won't be able to join just to get your debts paid off. But But listen to me. Is there anything? Too hard for God to do. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm excited about our future. In the same way, we believe in God to be dead free. We're going to take these principles and we're going to apply them to our physical bodies. We're going to take these principles. 
We're going to apply them to our families. We're going to apply them to our marriages. We're going to apply them to our minds. We're going to prosper totally in every aspect of our lives. Hunch your neighbor say, it's on now. I want to be in position. I want to be in position to do some other stuff. I want to be in position to do it on another level. What, 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 what you own that house? God told Abraham, I bless you and make you a blessing. We're seeds of Abraham. So the promise that God made to him is for us. God wants to bless us to be a blessing. Now, now I want you to know this. If he can't get it through you, he can't get it to you. Because there's going to be times that you're going to think something's for you and it's not for you, God's going to use you. You're a conduit. He wants to get it through you to get it to somebody else. Yesterday I was at, I took my little grandbaby out. I wanted to take her to brunch. And I took her to brunch and while sitting at brunch, she said, I want to go shopping. My two-and-a-half-year-old grandbaby said, I want to go shopping. I said, you can't spend no more time with your grandma. No more, no more, no more, no more time. No more private time. All your time with your grandmother is going to be with me in, the, in your presence. In the world, you know anything about going shopping. But nevertheless, that's, that's not even what I want to talk about. But while sitting there, I got a call from young man that was detailing my cars at the house and he said, Pastor, I found a $100 bill in the grass next to where you parked, so I know it's yours and I'm going to just put it in your car. And of course, my wife said, no, I think that's mine. He said, it's on the side that I parked. <laughs> so he put, he put it in the car and I got it this morning when I was in the car and I put it in my pocket and while in church, the Lord said to me that that $100 bill that was lost in the grass belongs to a certain person here. So I had to take the $100 out and give it to the person who it belonged to. See, if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And everything he gets to you is not for you. Isn't it amazing how God does things? But man, we're getting ready to do things on another level. I want to uh, thank you too because last week we we told you about we're getting together with 21 other churches in the area and we're going to feed 2,000 people and giving 1,000 turkeys away after we feed them. Uh, we're going to actually sit them down and the, the pastors are going to have teams and we're going we're gonna to serve. Uh, we're going to be waiters and serve the people, the people of God. But we, we had to come up with $3,000 from our ministry, and I asked you for that last week, and we got $3,100. Actually, $3,200.
We're blessed to be a blessing. And it's just the beginning. It's just. See, if God can trust us on this level, he's got so much more for us. If we can be trusted on the level we're on now, God has so much more. So much more for us. If you'll be obedient on the level you're on now, if you'll tithe and give on the level you're on now, it is no limit to what God can do in your life. He's no respect of person, but he does respect obedience and he respects faith. So you get ready. Get ready. Because we're going to be debt free, corporately and individually. And we're going to be a blessing to so many people. I'm excited about that. Hope you enjoyed the message today. If you're ever in the greater New Orleans area, please visit Destiny Christian Center at 612 Main Street in Laplace, Louisiana. If not, you can visit us at destinychristian.org radio. 